you know, we've been talking about supernatural all year, and um, I was asking the Lord, you know, being this Thanksgiving week, and you know, kind of what to be, what to, what to share with you guys, and um, and I just kept hearing this. I, I kept hearing the Lord say, uh, I kept hearing the Lord say, overflowing Thanksgiving, overflowing in Thanksgiving. So you know, um, so I thought of a couple scriptures that immediately rose up, and and um, and and there's a scripture in First Corinthians 15. And actually, you're in Second Corinthians. Just turn over a couple pages, like probably one or two pages, and you'll see in First Corinthians 15 and just verse 57. This whole like the end of this chapter, Paul's talking about you know about how death doesn't have uh, power and death's lost its sting, and it's this declaration about how how big God is. And he comes down to the bottom of this, the 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 closing part of this chapter, and he says in verse 57, he says, "But thanks be to God, which always gives us the victory." Through our Lord Jesus Christ, and man, what a what a great a great verse. The Amplified puts it this way: the Amplified says, "But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory, making us conquerors through our Lord Jesus Christ." Aren't you glad that He gives us victory? But you know, notice that what Paul said. He said this. He said, "Thanks be to God," and you know, so so uh, you know, Thanksgiving. As we as we think about Thanksgiving, and, and we're in the week of Thanksgiving, and People have already, you know, started having Thanksgiving meals, and, and we're going to have ours this evening. I really hope that you can make it, and I really hope that you plan on coming, because uh, these these times, like I said, we don't do these just to take up time. Because trust me, my schedule is busy enough. We do these to, on purpose so that we can have a time where we can come and fellowship with each other. Because just like BJ was saying, that we we don't get very much time on Sunday mornings to to really connect. You know, it's usually, hey, how you doing? How has your week been? Good. Okay, see you next week. You know, and that's the extent of our connections on Sundays a lot of times. But when we have meetings like this, when we have fellowships like this, you know, it's a good time. We just sit down and talk, you know, and, and you can you can uh, mingle with each other and talk and just fellowship. And uh, so it's very important to do that. And we'll spend just a little bit of time tonight just, uh, you know, just thanking God for his goodness for the for the year and. Uh, uh, but you know, but Paul was one of these that he, all, you know, one of the things he always said was thanks be to God, you know, and thanks, and always wanted to make sure that his um, that that he made sure that the people knew how important it was to give thanks back to God. And then over in Second Corinthians, and this is probably one of my favorite verses, and it really mirrors exactly First Corinthians fifteen, really. Um, but Second Corinthians chapter two, verse fourteen, says this: Second Corinthians two fourteen. He says, now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ and make ever, and, and make, and maketh manifest the Savior of His knowledge by us in every place. Now look at the Amplified Version. They'll put the Amplified on the screen. The Amplified Version says this, but thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumph as trophies of Christ's victory. But look at this last phrase here. And through us, he spreads and he makes evident the fragrance of the knowledge of God everywhere. So see, everywhere you and I go, uh, whether you realize it or not, you know, and, and, and probably it's true in the, in the natural just like it is in the spiritual, but whether you realize it or not, everywhere you go, you leave a fragrance. Now, it may be of perfume or it may be of uh, where you work, you know, it may be Body odors. I mean, yeah, I don't know what you know. I mean, you, but you leave a you leave a fragrance wherever you go, and so you know some are very just. You know, we all know those people. Like uh, we all know those people that when you see them, the first thing you think of is 
you know, I know what they're going to smell like. You know, and we all know those people like sometimes at church, you know, you have that, that one person that wears tons of cologne and, and you know when you see them, you're going to smell like them, you know, or, or you know, you're going to smell them or whatever. But, but, we, but in the natural, we live a fragrance. But now listen to this. In the spiritual, I believe, I believe what he's talking about here in this passage, it says that, uh, put that back up there, Paul, if you would, in the Amplified. It says that the fragrance, uh, it says that, it says that through us, he spreads and makes evident the fragrance of the knowledge of God everywhere. And what I wanted to ask you this morning, and just I'm going to make it real brief. What I'm going to ask you this morning is this. How do you smell? When people encounter you, when people see you, when you walk into your workplace and when you, when you leave your workplace and when you leave your, the, the, the encounters that you have with people, what type of fragrance are you putting off? Are you putting off the fragrance of God which shows love and mercy and grace? Or are you putting off a fragrance of the world which condemns and belittles and makes people feel unworthy? You know, whether you realize it or not, how you treat people, what you say to people, how you interact with people, it leaves a, a fragrance, or we could say, we could put it another way, we could say it this way, it leaves a taste in their mouth. You know, and whether you realize it or not, everywhere, everywhere we go, we leave that fragrance or that taste with people. And Paul here said, he said, but thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in victory, in triumph. Thanks, thank God that we're always victorious in Him. And because of that victory that we have in Him, we should always be putting off a fragrance of God to everybody that we meet. In other words, that victory should leave us, should lead us to talk about God and to, to, to display God, to represent God well. Regardless of regardless of where we are now this week, um, this week you know we'll all be having family meals and get-togethers and different things like that and and it, it can be one of the hardest times of year for people because there's always there's always that person in our family and hopefully it's not you. <laughs> there's always that person that nobody wants to talk to that always argues that always starts something. You know, well, maybe maybe not in y'all's family, but you know, usually you know, usually in every family there's somebody like that. <clears throat> but the question is, what do we do with that type of person? You know, what do we do with those situations? And and what I want to encourage you this morning is, I want you to leave a good fragrance with that person. I want you to leave a good taste in their mouth. I want you to be able to represent God so well that when you walk out of your family gatherings, people, people look away and say, I want to be like them. You know, I want to be around them more. I want to hear what they have to say. Because, you know, I know people that when I walk away from them, I'm thinking, I'm glad I don't have to listen to them anymore. Anybody else know somebody like that? But I don't want to be that type of person. I want to be the type of person, when I walk away from somebody, in their heart they say, you know what, I, w I want to hear more from them. I want to hear what they have to say because, because they talk about their God in a way like they know Him. 
You remember what the disciples multiple times in the Scripture would say when Jesus would, when Jesus would minister, when He would talk, when He would, when he would minister to them? There were two or three times in the Scripture where the disciples, it said, it said what type of person is this? You know, and, and one time, one time the, even the Pharisees and the, the, the religious people of the law, they said, they said, He actually talks like He believes that. Isn't that something? But, but I want you, I, the question I want you to ask yourself is just simply this. What type of fragrance am I leaving? And, and am I representing God well in my family, at my workplace, at my school, wherever it is that you go? Um, and I, and I, may, I may come back to this and I may not, I don't know. But, you know, I love, I love uh, the story, I love Keith Moore. And uh, he's a minister, a teacher I had at Rama, and uh, he pastors a church in Branson now in Sarasota, Sarasota, Florida. But but he said one day he was uh, talking to the Lord and and asking the Lord about. He he was kind of like at a place where Rich and Anna were, where he was like at a stalemate. He was at a place where he was kind of you know he just didn't feel like he was getting anywhere with God, and and he was just asking the Lord, you know, Lord, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? And the Lord, the Lord asked him, the Lord showed up to him, he said, he said, you want to know how to receive more from me? And he's like, yeah, I do. And, and the Lord told him this, he said, he said, cultivate a lifestyle of thanksgiving. And it's interesting that he used the word cultivate. Because he didn't say, just say thank you everywhere. But he said cultivate. Now what, when you think of the word cultivate, what does it sound like? Sounds like work, doesn't it? I mean, it sounds like you've got to do something. In other words, you've got, to, you've got to live a lifestyle of praise, what? On purpose. Even when, people, even when people say things that you don't like, you've still got to cultivate that lifestyle of praise. If you want to receive more from God. You know, uh, Doc Horton, he, he was one of Brother Hagin's real good friends. And uh, I was reminded, I heard somebody mention this story this week, and this is so funny. I've, I've heard Doc Horton share this story. But he was he was one of like twelve kids, and and Doc is I mean Doc's probably he's probably eighty or ninety years old now. Uh, so so when he grew up he was you know I mean it was back in the early you know uh, probably even through the depression days and stuff like that. But he said you know that he, if you had a, a family that big, he said you know a lot of times when the when the plate of biscuits got around, by the time it got to the youngest one, there wasn't no biscuits left. And he said, but they had a rule in their house that he said that the rule in their house was this. They said, when, when, when you started, when you sat down at the, at the dinner table and you, they started passing food around, if you said these words, you were guaranteed to get, uh, you know, if you were the first one to say it, or, you know, you couldn't be the last one, I guess, but, but if you were one of the first ones. And, and he said, you would always say this. He said, when they started passing it, he said, he said the rule in their house was if you said, thank you for the biscuits, then, then the plate automatically came to you. And he's got a whole book about uh, entitled that, Thank You for the Biscuits. And talking about that that was, that was a magic word in their house to make sure you got food. You were thankful. So, so this week, I want, you, I want you, especially this week, and it should be a lifestyle for us, but especially this week, I want you to, I want you to own purpose, make sure that you're saying, Thank you, Father, for this. You know, listen, we made these declarations this morning during worship. You know, and, and it wasn't, listen, those weren't just empty words. 
You know, we walk out of this place today and what you need to be saying every time you think about it, every time that comes across your mind, you need to say, thank you, Lord, that I have what I said that, that day, this morning, Sunday. You know, I have that healing. I have that deliverance. I have that freedom for my family. Whatever it is, whatever it is you declared, thank you, Lord, that that's mine. And learn to learn to cultivate that. Listen, Psalm twenty three, and, and I want to I'll close with this. Psalm twenty three tells, and we all know that a lot of times they read it at funerals and things, but but uh, but but Psalm twenty three is a great psalm. It's a psalm of declaration and a psalm, you know, just a wonderful psalm. But especially in verse five, he said he said this. He said the Lord. He said he said he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Now think about that just for a minute. Y'all tell me, we, now we've got Thanksgiving up, coming up. Y'all tell me some of your favorite dishes that will be on your table. Sweet potato casserole. Crock pot macaroni and cheese. Crock pot macaroni and cheese. Greens. Ham. Cranberry sauce. Turkey. Man, I mean, you know, when you see, now listen, now listen. Now we, we and, and I'm getting ready to dismiss you and you can eat lunch, so. So, you know, we have an expectation when we, when we gather with our family, we have an expectation of what's going to be on that table. And we're going to sit down at that table and we're going to enjoy some of the best meal, one of the best meals that we've had all year. But David said that the, that the Lord prepares a table before us, even in the presence of our enemies. Now, let me ask you this. What's on that table? You know, you want to know what's on that table? There's a big bowl of healing. There's, there's a big plate of forgiveness on there. There's a big plate of, of freedom on there. There's a, there's a, there's a platter of salvation on there. What, listen, I mean, you go on and on. There's, there's a, there's a big old, a big old family sized bowl of prosperity on there. I mean, you, you list whatever, every promise that God has in here, it's sitting on that table. And He's prepared it before you in the presence of your enemy. Here's the key. What are you focusing on? Are you focusing on what's on the table or are you focusing on your enemies? Because how many of you know that, that, if you, that if you sit down at the kitchen table, you sit down at the table and you turn around and start looking at somewhere else and they start placing the, or passing the plate, by the time you get turned around and refocused, it may not be there. But you know what the key is? Thank you, Lord, for the biscuits. Thank you, Lord, for the healing. Thank you, Lord, for saving. Thank you, Lord, for righteousness. Thank you, Lord, for grace. Thank you, Lord, for favor. Amen. See, you can do that every single day of your life. I'm getting some feedback. Every single day of your life, you can you can have you can have whatever it is that He places puts on in, on that table. And the key to receiving it is thanksgiving. Let me read one scripture. Uh, Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17 through 19. We'll just read it from the message translation, Paul. Habakkuk 3, 17 through 19. See, because sometimes, sometimes things don't look so good. Sometimes we go through hard times and, and things don't look like it's, it's going to go through very well for us. And, and, you know, and, and it's, sometimes it's in those times it's hard to give thanks, isn't it? Well, it is for me sometimes. I don't know. It may not be for y'all, but it is for me. I think got y'all thinking about Thanksgiving lunch. I'm, I've lost all y'all. Well, let me read the scripture. <laughs> look, look here. Uh, 
Listen to this. Here, here's, this is a great key. Listen to this. He said this. He said, Though the cherry trees don't blossom, and the strawberries don't ripen, though the apples are worm-eaten and the wheat fields stunted, though the sheep pens are sheepless and the cattle barns are empty. Verse 18. I'm singing joyful praise to God. I'm turning cartwheels of joy to my Savior God. See, he said, even if, even during the hardest times, when the sheep pen's empty, when the when the the apples have worm eaten, the the strawberry fields aren't producing, the you know the job's not paying, the the people aren't doing what they're supposed to do. This this this. The list goes on and on and on. Here Habakkuk said, "You know what I'm doing?" And and go back to verse eighteen. Verse eighteen, he said, "I'm singing joyful praise to my God. I'm turning cartwheels of joy." To my, to my Savior God. And then verse 19, he, he put that up there. Counting on God's rule to prevail. So regardless of where you are, whatever stage in life you're at today, if things may be going well for you or things may not be going well, but the key to receiving from God is being thankful. We can all find something to be thankful for. We're sitting here. We, walk, we all walked in. I didn't see anybody being carried in here this morning. We all walked in here. We're all breathing. We're living. We have something that we can, we can shout to God and say, Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my, you know, my house, my car, my, you know, my kids, my dog. Thank you, for, you know, thank you for all that. Thank you for all the spiritual things, for salvation, for healing, for deliverance. For, uh, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of things we can be thankful for. So regardless of where you are today, I just want you to know that Thanksgiving, having a heart of praise, having, having a thankful heart for everything, is, a, is one of the major keys to receiving more and more from God. The, I'll just tell this story, but in Luke, Luke chapter 17 is the story of the lepers where they came to Jesus and, and there was like, what was there, ten lepers came to Him and, and you know Jesus told them they were healed and, and He sent them to go see the priest and and it says it says all of them went, and I'm sure they all of them were had joy because they were going to be healed of their of leprosy. I mean, the worst thing that you can imagine. But it said one of them came back and fell at Jesus' feet and said, "Thank you." And you know what happened to that one? Jesus even said he said he said you know weren't there ten, and only one came back. And he said, and he told him this. He said, he said, go. You, he said, you've been made whole from your plague. The others got healed. They didn't have leprosy anymore. But if they had lost fingers and toes and arms and, and all that, they were still missing it. This one that came back and said, thank you. When Jesus said, you've been made whole, every finger he lost came back. Every toe he lost came back. If he had lost a hand or an arm, it grew back right there at that moment. Why? Because he, came, he simply came back and said, thank you. This week, let's, let's leave the fragrance of thankfulness everywhere we go. You know, even if you go somewhere and, and the food's not good, still leave thank, just still say thank you. Thank you for your hospitality. Thank you for thinking about me. Thank you for, for inviting me. Thank you for inviting my family. You know, you see, you can always find something to be thankful for. And what you're doing when you do that is this. You're leaving a fragrance behind you that allows God to come into the scene and say, Here, you planted the seed, now I can do the rest.
Amen? So think about this Think about this week and when you go places this week and when you meet with your family and your friends and, and whatever you're doing. Ask yourself the question, how do I smell? <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of smell am I leaving behind me? And we want, it, we want it to be the fragrance of heaven, not the fragrance of the world. Amen? Now, we can say a lot more about it, but I'll let, I'll let the Holy Spirit do the rest of the teaching on that. Amen? Amen. Let's bow our heads just for a moment, okay? If you're here today and you say, now listen, I know today wasn't a typical service. You know, just some great things happened, I believe. I believe a lot of people got ministered to. But if you're here today and you say, Pastor, I'm not a Christian. I've never accepted Jesus as my Savior, but today, man, I want to, I want to give my life to Him. Today, there would be no greater day than today than for you to give your life to Jesus. So anybody here at all, just say, Pastor, I'm not a Christian, but, but I, I really want to know more about Jesus. Anybody else? Anybody at all? All right, I don't see any hands. Let's all stand up. You all can look up at me. So I, I believe we're all on our way to heaven. I believe we're, we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. What a wonderful thing that is. Amen. I just encourage you this week, be a light. Be, represent Jesus well this week. Leave the fragrance of heaven everywhere you go. Amen. Remember tonight, we'd love to have you come back tonight, 5 p.m., bring a potluck meal, uh, you know, and, and drinks and dessert. And, and uh, we're just going to have a great time of fellowship tonight. We, we invite everybody to come and, and just enjoy the evening with us. And, uh, and then no service Wednesday night as uh, the youth will be meeting, but there will be no adult service. So, uh, so keep that in mind. Listen, Stacy and I love you guys. Stacy and I are so thankful for each and every one of you. We, we pray for you daily and we, we think of you and, and pray for you. And we want you to know that we're thankful for you guys. And because you guys have, have you come every week and, and you support what we're doing here and what God's doing here. And we just, from the bottom of our heart, we want to say thank you. Uh, and we're thankful for you. Amen. So, uh, so God bless you guys. Amen. Well, thank you for that. So God bless you guys. I pray everybody has a great Thanksgiving. Everybody have a great week. And hopefully we'll see most of you back.